Nerdy Merc. I am Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. You can reach me at 317-978-NERD or find me wherever all fine podcasts are found. Currently, I'm on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a couple of others, but soon coming to Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. So go there, subscribe, give me a like, and make sure you tell your friends because without you, I don't grow. If you like my message, you're going to be the only one that hears it until you share. Appreciate it, and thank you for listening. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to continue the conversation from the last segment about censorship, and I'm, I'm only going to spend a couple, a few more minutes on this because I really want to get on to uh, the, the nerdy section, but... Uh, as I said at the end of the last segment, talking about my buddy and and uh, and and the sudden loss there, kind of took up the entire first segment of the show. So going back to censorship, I began the segment with a quote from George Orwell's book, 1984. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book has been rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And that process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History is stopped. Nothing exists except the endless present in which the party is always right. I was having a conversation with my kid the other day. And I was telling him that I believe Orwell's works are actually coming true. Now, follow me here. One of the one of the definitions, or I should say one of the tenets of George Orwell's dystopian future was redefining was the rewriting of books. Okay. That's rewriting the written word. That can be interpreted as changing of definitions. For example, Sexual preference. There, I said it. According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, I have said something offensive. Did Merriam-Webster's dictionary always say that? No. If you look about a month ago in their archived, let's see, uh, web.archive.org, well, actually, I don't know the exact website. I can't see the whole thing. But in their archives from... Like, well, actually, I think it was less than a month ago. Under the word preference, which is a noun, at the very bottom, they were using examples. So like orientation, i.e. sexual preference. I'm reading it right now. I screenshotted this. Well, in the Senate Judiciary uh, uh, hearings last week, Senator Maisie Hirono, from, a Democrat from Hawaii, lambasted... Judge Barrett for using the terms sexual preference. Now, sexual preference is commonly used, commonly known, widely used, and no one is offended. No one was offended by it, or I should say, the number of people that were offended by it were so small that they could be considered statistically insignificant. Well, that's not true. Now, the day that Senator Hirono said that. Merriam-Webster changed their definition online. It now says the term sexual preference as used to refer to sexual orientation is widely considered offensive in its implied suggestion that a person can choose who they are sexually or romantically attracted to. No, it's not. That is a lie. 
it might be widely considered offensive now, but it was not widely considered offensive when they wrote that. There were over 20,000 articles written about the uh, about the the expression sexual preference and how offensive it is within 24 hours after Senator Hirono said that. That is literally words change having the, the the meaning of words being changed right in front of our eyes. And it's not the only time this has happened. This has happened numerous times. Just to give you a couple of quick examples, in 1932, Franklin Roosevelt redefined the word liberalism. Prior to that, it meant a belief in individual liberty. Now, it is considered to be the holding of political views that are socially pro- progressive and promote social welfare. That is the opposite of liberalism. Want something more recent? How about the word racist? Oh, <laughs> that one might hit home. Have you been called a racist? I have. I don't have a racist bone on my body. I hate everyone equally. Ha ha ha. That's an old army expression. Might be a marine one too. Or might just be military in general. I don't know. But uh, I mean, that was something we commonly said. We're not racist. We hate everyone equally. So I am joking, of course. I don't hate anyone. But you get the idea. I've been called a racist in the last year. By a family member. I'm not going to point her out. It's a little awkward at the Christmas parties. I'll put it that way. But yeah, I think if you pretty much everything is racist these days. I've been called a racist simply because I disagreed with someone's point of view. I go back to my Socrates on this one. When the debate is lost, slander becomes the tool of the loser. If I disagree with you, I'm a racist. If I think everyone should earn their fair share by, by working their way through life, I'm a racist. And it's not just limited to the redefining of terms either. When outright lies and falsehoods or half-truths are not called out by a, a free and honest media and journalism, I mean, journalists, excuse me, let it go by the wayside then that is how we lose our rights. That is how we lose our freedom of speech. Because when they don't call it out, words get redefined, groups get renamed, and then you have the party and the proles. That's a 1984 reference. For example, We have armed militias now gearing up. Go, go to the website armyoftrump.com. It's actually armyfortrump.com, not Army of Trump. But that got me thinking. I'd never heard of this website. So, oh, FYI, that was Senator Cory Booker, a Democrat from New Jersey and failed presidential candidate. So I went to the Army for Trump website. And what do I see? Well, naturally, there's a picture of Trump on the, on the very top. The, the tabs on the top say Home Volunteer Digital Phones Voting. And... Let's see. So scrolling down the website, well, join the Army for Trump. Uh, become a digital activist. Okay. Make calls on Trump Talk. Knock on doors. Register voters. Host a MAGA meetup. Become a bundler. Become a Trump team leader. Become a Trump victory fellow and election day team. So Senator Booker, I went to armyfortrump.com and I did not see anything about armed radicals. 
I didn't see anything in any of the links. Nothing. I didn't see any call to arms. Nothing. So Senator Booker is literally trying to change the narrative right here. That is another way of saying you're redefining words. And if you control the meaning of words, you have control over the meaning of the whole communication. Redefined meaning can also cause confusion and gain the, gain the user the upper hand whilst the other person struggles to work out the meaning. That is from changingminds.org uh, in an article called Redefinition. I'm not sure from when it's from, but it's absolutely true. Uh, he continues, does the senator from New Jersey. This is the cult of a personality. Not defend the United States. Not make a fair election. This is the army of Trump. I'm going to jump in right here and make a nerd point. Uh, the Ministry of Magic was appalled that the group that Harry Potter formed to learn magic was called Dumbledore's Army. It's a perfect comparison. This is just a group of people that decided to get together and called themselves Trump's Army. Except they said Army for Trump. There's no difference. There's no difference than, than this and any other political group supporting the left or the libertarians or the Socialist Party or the Communist Party. Yes, there is a Communist Party in the United States. No, it is not illegal for them to, to exist. There's... This is an absolutely ridiculous comparison, and the entire intention is to radicalize the left against anyone who has any sort of support or shows any sort of support for Donald Trump. And it should be fought tooth and nail every which way you can. The only way to fight back against these people, to fight back against the censorship, to fight back against the war on free speech, is if we all collectively stand up and say, no, that's it. The people have the power. That's 100% true. You have to stand up. You have to fight for it. You have to buck it. You have to say, I'm not playing by these rules. I'm going to end with one more note from the senator from New Jersey, and then we'll move on to the fun stuff. And sometimes I walk around the halls of the Senate, and I feel like we're at that frog in boiling water that's been having the temperature turned up so slowly that they barely notice it and are barely remarking on it. That is so true. Except, Senator, it is your party that is cranking up the dial, and Americans are the ones in the pot. I hope here in a couple of weeks... We all see that. Moving on to the more fun stuff now. I want to tell you about this, uh, this neat little place that my family and I found on the east side of Indy uh, at the intersection of Mithoffer and Washington Street. Let's see, the actual address is, well, you know, first let me tell you the name, Grayskull Collectibles. Uh, the address is 10059 East Washington Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46229. Uh, I think they, they, I'm pretty sure they have a Facebook page and other things. I'm not sure. I haven't checked that out yet. But Grayskull, the name Grayskull caught my eye, or caught my well, caught my eye and my attention, my imagination, because oh, shouldn't be surprising. I was a major He-Man fan when I was a kid, and Castle Grayskull was He-Man's fortress. Awesome. The logo on the outside of the building is pretty cool. 
caught my attention. Sorry, caught my attention, and so me and my family went in. It was one of the best little nerd collectible shops that I've ever seen, to be honest with you, at least here in Indy. Uh, most of these places, they've got a couple of things that look interesting and are and capture my attention. Uh, but most of them, it's literally only a couple of things. And I'm just like, eh, that was, that was all right. This place, I walked in the door and I was bombarded with my childhood. We're talking... G.I. Joe, the, the the generation two, not the first ones, but the, like you know the eighties ones, the 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 what, three or four inch figurines, Transformers, Gen one, Gen two, Gen three, He Man to include Castle Grayskull and Hordax Lair, and oh my lord, I know I'm going to take some flack for this. I can't remember Skeletor's Keep, but also to include the characters. Still working, uh, function. I mean, just oh my lord, it was phenomenal. Everything I saw in that shop was just like, I want, I want, I want, I want. My wife even found something. My wife is not a huge nerd like I am. My wife even found something. She found about a foot tall baby Yoda doll that she freaking loves. She takes naps with that thing. It sits on the chair next to her while she's doing her crafting or her calendar or her journaling or her reading, whatever she's doing. And and I know I'm going to get some flack for this, and baby, I'm sorry, but I had to share. Uh, anyway, so I she found that I found uh, it was really difficult for me to choose one thing, but I don't know if you remember the uh, the uh, the GI Joe toys from my childhood, and uh, Serpentor, he's kind of like uh, the Cobra Emperor. I'm not I'm, my my memory's a little fuzzy. Uh, but he had like the cool golden chariot that had the snake head that would shoot something out of its mouth and it had some cannons and he could fly around on the battlefield and command his troops. And he had the coolest outfit because he was green and gold and kind of like the Greenwood Woodman colors, the, the high school I went to. And, but he had that kind of glittery cape and that huge gold headdress and that snake that snake that, you know, when he grabbed it, it was able, he turned it into a, a poisonous spear, basically. It was so cool. Well, I have, I am now the proud owner of a complete Serpentor to include the gold chariot, all of the stickers, excellent condition. I mean, considering that it's not new in box, but excellent condition. Uh, in fact, the, the one that I picked out, it broke. Uh, you know, like it's just a rubber band that holds the waist together, the waist, uh, the, 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 excuse me, the torso to the waist and it broke and the guy fixed it for me. So super neat place. I look forward to, to, um, uh, going there more often. And I spoke to him today about, uh, possibly pairing up with the podcast. He's like, yeah, sure, man. Uh, just get with me on a time and, and we'll make it happen. And talk about doing a live podcast from that shop. So I'm hoping that this is the start of a beautiful relationship. It was the owner that I spoke to today. His name is Terrence, oh, Terrence Muncy, I believe. He also does artwork, TerrenceMuncyArt.com. And a lot of the artwork in the shop was his original work. And it looks really cool. I look forward to that relationship. And I promise you that when I do that show, hopefully sometime in the next couple of weeks, it will be... All nerd the entire hour. So we're going to talk about whatever. Hopefully I can do some interviews. 
Uh, it'll be the first time I get to do that. I'm really looking forward to it. Also, I've decided that my 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 brand, my podcast, is going to be probably like a three time a week show, one hour a day. I still like that twenty minute for twenty minute uh, segment. I apologize for one segment going, you know, ten minutes, ten or however long it was over today, but it was it was a lot of material to get through, and I and I didn't count on one third of this show being a memorial today. So I apologize. I promise not every show is going to be like that. I am going to do my best to stick to the format I've chosen. I want to drop the podcast in the mornings on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So you can catch them on your way to work or whenever. doesn't matter. And I am going to start coming up with live content by live content, um, because Instagram and YouTube aren't really that great for podcast format. They're great for the video formats. And so I'm thinking probably once a week, uh, maybe a Saturday, maybe a Sunday, I'm going to do some live content on there and video. So, uh, so, uh, you know, maybe I can share some of my nerdy stuff that doesn't really translate well via podcast, you know, like some of my collectibles, maybe my new Serpentor. Hell Yeah. Uh, really digging it, really loving it, and it's it's definitely got a place of importance and prominence now amongst my collections. And let's see, what else? I'm, I'm thinking about... I didn't really get to review a comic book today. I was going to. FYI, the answer to the trivia question from the last segment was Prince Namor, the Submariner. He appeared in Marvel Comics number one, which is in 1939. You'll forgive me if I don't remember the month, but it was 1939. So if you had Captain America as the first and longest running uh, member of the Marvel Universe that's still currently appearing in comic books in the modern age, you'd be incorrect. It was Prince Namor the Submariner. Not a very big character. Not I don't even know if he had his own comic books. He probably did at some point. But he is one of the Illuminati in the Marvel world, along with uh, Mr. Fantastic, Iron Man, Beast, uh, Black Bolt, and Black Panther. There were six members, and each one at some point was a was a possessor of one of the Infinity Stones. So that's a little teaser for the future. It was Prince Namor, the Submariner. And I'm going to be reading that comic. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to screenshot it and record it as I read it. And I'm going to post the entire video, and I'm going to put some commentary to it so you guys can see it. I like you guys to see it and 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 talk about it. And and unfortunately, again, because of my memorial tribute today, I didn't get to, a chance to cover other subjects I wanted to, which was uh, the historical context of of culture and comic books. I will get to that in the next episode. That's it for now. I'm up against the clock. I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to you guys continuing to listen and. I just want you to know I really appreciate you. So I am the Nerdy Merc. That's www.nerdymerc.com. N-E-R-D-Y-M-E-R-C.com. You can reach me at nerdymerc at gmail.com. The number is 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. You can also find me at The Nerdy Merc on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and coming soon to Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and other places where you find your favorite podcast. I am on Facebook and YouTube, The Nerdy Merc, 
at NerdyMerk on Twitter and Parlor and NerdyMerk79 on Instagram. I don't have much of a presence yet on Instagram and YouTube, and my website is still under construction. There's the basic layouts there. I promise tomorrow I'm sitting down and I'm figuring that out, and I'm going to start posting the content that I'm making. So go there, all those places, subscribe, follow, give me a like, and tell your friends, because if you like what I'm saying, you like what I'm doing, I don't grow unless you share. So go tell your friends, share, go to those pages, like them, share, Nerdy Merc out. <laughs>